Welcome back to the Whatnots Reactor Core number 123. One, two, three. That's a good, good one there. Uh, we are here to talk about Wes Anderson's latest film, Asteroid City. My name is Kyle Springer. I'm joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited you not only saw this movie, but wanted to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. This is one from the, the first time that I saw the trailer. I, I was, I mean, I like, I, I like... Wes Anderson stuff. I'm not like the yeah, biggest Wes Anderson fan. Not much. I've seen. So <laughs> you and I have covered yes. Moonrise Kingdom on one of our mm. other podcasts um, on the episode 94 of the review show. Um, look at you looking up the number I'd before we sit down and record. Yeah, yep, ready to go. Um, I've seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. I bet there's probably another one in there that I've seen, but that's kind of it. Like, I don't have much of a history with him uh, other than, like, I know his work when I see it. Um, Very distinctive. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I saw this trailer and was just like, that looks fantastic. Um, So I I wanted to go check this out and I saw it opening weekend. Uh, We're recording this on the Monday after. um, Mm -hmm. So not too long ago. And you saw it on Saturday as well. We, we both saw it on Saturday, yeah. right? Yeah. What, what's, what's your history with Wes Anderson, Ben, then, since mine is kind of non-existent? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen, I've seen everything but Bottle Rocket and Isle of Dogs. But some of the movies I have seen, I like saw it once 10 years ago. But gotcha. he's a very distinctive director. You know, when you've yes. seen his work, it really sticks with you. It is very it all seems of a piece with each other. Like stylistically, there's a lot of repeated cast members. His last couple movies, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel and The French Dispatch. I've seen several times. I own both of them. I've seen The French Dispatch. Now that you mention, I really enjoyed the, the, that one. That's one of the most technically impressive movies I've seen recently. I yeah. really like that one. And I was excited to see Asteroid City. I'm excited to see anything he comes up with. And this was very surprising. Yeah, I here's the thing. I, I feel like it, for a lot of people out there, it's hitting at like a, a solid seven. It's not mm. bad, but it's also I. I I, I feel like so I, I, I was an art kid. I went to art school so I can connect with a lot, a lot, a lot, mm. lot of his films just on that level of just like, look at the composition in every single shot. It mm-hmm. is a masterpiece. Um, but then maybe the average movie goer might care a little, little bit less about that. So I think it's just hitting that like it's fine. Whereas me, I'm like. This is really good. I enjoyed this, but it's also <laughs> like at the same time, nothing like really like hit me in a, in a sense that was just like, wow, this was incredible. It's but I loved it. I still had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a movie that as I was watching it there in the theater, I was thinking, I can't wait to watch this again. I need to get yeah. the like criterion blu-ray i need to watch the special features on this thing because it's 
simple in its premise, but it is surprisingly dense in just how many layers of things are going on at any time. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, like I kind of went into this movie uh, thinking of it kind of like a puzzle. And I don't know if Mm -hmm. that was the best way to go into it, but I think it worked out fine. Um, Just trying to decipher, like knowing how much detail he puts into all of his compositions, knowing how much he plays with the medium and the format of the movie itself. I was trying to decipher it of like, okay, what Mm -hmm. is Wes Anderson trying to say with this? What is like, how, how is he trying to speak to me? And what is he trying to say? Um, Much like an earthling trying to communicate, trying to to, untangle an alien message. You're trying to translate it, too. Exactly. Uh, And I I think I ended up walking away with this film being like, I I think this movie is about remaining hopeful Mm -hmm. in in times of impending doom or when your life's work has like completely blown up in your face face just like things don't go the way you planned and different ways people kind of engage with that concept um did 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 you walk away with it with like a similar meaning that you took from it or anything like that i think so there is a part towards the end of the movie where the I don't think it's in the actual Asteroid City segment. I think it's in the wraparound segment that is the dramatization of how the play was written and produced. Uh, I think it's in that context that people start chanting, you can't wake up if you don't fall asleep. Like that sort of comes out of nowhere and, and is repeated so often. Like this must be the thesis of the movie. And you can look at it in a, a little bit more of a literal sense. Like <clears throat> you are not your best self unless you rest. You are not clear headed unless you give yourself time to, to dream time to be quiet, time to be introspective time to just in, engage with yourself and engage with a hobby. And you can also look at falling asleep more as engaging with fantasy or with escapism. Like it's sure, a movie yeah. that does have, uh, lockdown allegory to it. That's a time period when we are separated from our loved ones and we become uh, pretty intertwined with and pretty reliant on TV and movies and narrative art forms, ways we can escape, ways we can find comfort, ways we can, you know, I can't see my mom, but I can turn on an old episode of The Simpsons and Marge will be my mom today. <laughs> like you have exactly. that connection. It's like, if you give yourself in, it's good to give yourself into that fantasy for a little while. That is rejuvenating. Spending time in in fantasy can get you to a, a clearer space in your mind. Yeah, there's there's also kind of this feeling of like it's it's OK. Life will go on. Um, yeah. Which I, I think fits in with what you said about the like COVID lockdown quarantine, just like all the feelings that people were having at that time of just being like, oh, this is fun. I'll be at home for like a week and it'll be like a little mini vacation. I can catch up on some TV shows. Mm. And then it's like week five and everyone's just like, oh, my God, 
What am I going to do with myself? I have mm, watched all yeah. seasons of NCIS and now there is nothing else to watch, <laughs> right? Like, no, there's just NCIS Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but like there's I, I, I think it it was kind of a, a, an eye opening experience for a lot of people to engage with something like that, where they saw what they did for a living kind of get ripped away from them or they started up a new hobby and found that to be fairly lucrative. But then when all of that kind of ended sure. and having to wrestle with like, but I just put in a lot of work to all of this stuff. Like I'm now I'm now a part time streamer or who who knows what. Mm. Right. Like and then having to make that choice of like, do I want to pursue this full time? Do I want to go back to work and drop this? There's a lot of stuff that people had to wrestle with in terms of like. This is my life. This is everything I put into it. And either it's all going wrong or it's just not what I expected. And I don't know how to engage with this. Um, mm -hmm. That's that's kind of what I walked away with um, from from that film. And I, I really enjoy enjoyed it. Um, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, I, I say maybe we take a step back and do kind of like a real brief plot synopsis <laughs> just because I, I feel like we're we're talking in the abstract a lot. Yeah. Here. Um, yeah. The movie is about a, a little town called Asteroid City in the American mm -hmm. Southwest where a little asteroid, little, I don't know all the astronomical terms. If I was in high school and still in my astronomy class, I mean, it's class, named Asteroid City, not They've like leached out of my mind. meteorite right. But they got, they got like a little rock, maybe the size of a volleyball under a little like protective cage and like a, a big like crevice, a big canyon. They're like, this is our monument. This is what we celebrate. This is what our town is known for. Everybody come. Uh, come see the asteroid and they're having a stargazers convention where all of these the uh, young science scouts with their yep. projects are there to like show off their projects and have sort of a meeting of the minds sort of a little science nerd convention and it's about all the people that are coming through town for that reason or for other reasons yeah the various people who get who land in this town on this night when an alien approaches and then the town has to be like locked down and put under quarantine while they I was going to say out. when they land in more ways yes, than one. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just about what these people do while they are stuck with each other. Yeah. And then on like a more meta layer to that, the, mm -hmm. the movie starts out more like a stage play. Uh, and yes. it is like th those moments are more so about the creator of Asteroids, Eddie, uh, the, pl the, the play and how mm. he came to write the story, how he found the actors to be in, in, in this. Um, and as the movie progresses, you not only see a little bit about the creator himself, but then follow like what happens to some of these actors that are involved mm -hmm. or there's one actor that is just kind of like sleeping on the set. Uh, oh, that's the director. Uh, yeah. well, <laughs> the director is like separated from his wife and he just lives on the set at night when they aren't doing the play. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of about him. Like, like that, I think, was maybe one of my favorite aspects mm. of the film that I did not expect is that, yeah, there is mm. like the, the 
director is there just sleeping on set because he's having <laughs> problems at home. But that was where I kind of pieced everything together of like, here's someone who gave his yeah. life to this this industry, this movie, this play, right? And yet he's like, things are blowing up in his face and he's trying to deal with that in different ways here mm. right um like they 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 talk about like how uh like the the like how i'm not the show but like how he met the actress that is then in the play slash yeah. in the movie that is the mom of the, the, the it's it, yeah it's this really weird interesting meta layer to the whole thing that i mm. really enjoyed um because it is yeah. about people creating stuff and also uh yeah the like actual fictional tale of like what happens to these people that are stuck there and when you're watching asteroid city that is a filmed production of the play and then when you were seeing this behind the scenes stuff of how the play was produced you are also watching a filmed play like actors dramatizing what the writer and the director and the actors like they're playing themselves in these scenes. And then Brian Cranston is the TV host putting all of this together. So you've got these multiple levels of creation. Like there's the, the kids at asteroid city who invented these things. And then there's the people right. making the actual play. And then there's the people making the television broadcast of the play and the story about the play. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, there's there are so many layers to this um, that that you can dissect and pull apart. Um, I, I think what I loved about the way the film looked uh, is that it it does distinguish between these different yeah. parts. The stage play is more so filmed in black and white. It's in four, in four three, uh, whereas the like actual movie adaptation of the play is your standard like widescreen 16 by 9 i think um stuff and it's the like what we know wes anderson his like pastel colors his mm. pristine compositions um mm. all of the that stuff that i'm just sitting there just like man this is gorgeous this is beautiful <laughs> Um, this is the first of his movies I was able to see in a theater. I like never yeah. caught the other ones at the right time. So it was nice to get to see it on the big screen and and take in all those details. He makes such not just narratively dense or like there's so many characters. There's layers to the narrative. There's so many characters. Everybody talks so fast. It's and he doesn't just build intricate sets, but I'm realizing Almost every object has text on it. Everything is labeled. Everything has a name or a slogan on it. It's There's so, so much you have to read when you are watching one of these movies. And he's he's so meticulous about his details and wherever like the blocking in in this film is just yeah. incredible because you will see the same scene from multiple angles as the cameras like so, so, switch and yeah it's just like it looks great from this angle but when you also switch it to this side and you see a different perspective on that same scene it's not like well, I can see you stage things for that one camera, but not the mm. other. No, for every single camera, everything is yeah. staged just so perfectly. Um, 
that it's 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 kind of just mind blowing from that perspective. And again, that's why I think me as an art art kid is 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 just like this was awesome. Um, but I I I saw like as I was looking this film up to to make uh, the like art work and stuff that mm. uh, they're describing this as like a comedy slash romance. But I wouldn't say it's a rom com. No. But like I, I don't know if I would describe this as either one of those genres singularly. In in that, like I wouldn't yeah. say this is a comedy. I also wouldn't say this is a romance. It has mm-hmm. some comedic stuff, though I don't think it was particularly funny. It has some. I, I laughed. I laughed a lot. There, there, there were some <laughs> some things that got me for sure. Um, I man, those those three g- 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 girls, incredible, incredible, g- great, I, yeah. <laughs> I I love the kid who's always asking other people if they dare him to do stupid stuff. Like he's, you just cut away and then you, you cut back me. and he's standing on the roof and he's like, "Do you guys dare me to jump off?" And then he just goes ahead and does it. And his dad just gets more and more exasperated with him as the movie goes on. Right. But that's like even the like the to, to go, 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 go back to like people creating stuff and them mm-hmm. engaging in in putting time and money and effort into things that they make or do with their lives. Like you, you see like an older generation like writing stage plays. You see a younger generation than that, like wanting to be in movies and stuff. And then you see like the younger kids just like jumping off of roofs and stuff. And that feels more like a Gen Z, like here's a little TikTok <laughs> thing like, hey, you guys dare me to jump off this roof? Yeah. Boom, right. And they just <laughs> the kids got big uh, do it for the vine energy. Yeah. And 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 which I think also speaks to our generation that you said vine and not TikTok, right? But, but like I, <laughs> I'm just slightly too old for TikTok. <laughs> I'm still in a vine mentality. There's that moment where, yeah, his father is, is like his has just, just like f- f- finally had enough and been like, mm. why do you do this? Like, <laughs> why do you keep? Do- I don't understand you. And he had like the son, like all of a sudden just has this not existential crisis, but just a real honest <laughs> answer about like why mm. he d- d- does these things. And he's like, I, I think I just want p- p- people to notice me. Uh, that's the like short short Mm. version but yeah he just opens up and starts thinking like it 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 really feels like this moment of i want people to notice me i'm lonely like it feels like a call for help kind of thing but at the same time like he's genuinely having fun doing this with the other kids and stuff like that. And it's fun to watch him do this stuff. Um, and so I like that. Like people are creating things in their own ways. And not everyone knows exactly how to engage with that. Um, but yeah, I, I loved those those three young girls to go back to them for, for, for a sec. Because they are the like not magical realism in this because like, there is an alien that comes down in here yes. but they are 
adamant about them being like witches and fairies and vampires and this and that and it's just they go to a diner yeah they go to a diner and the the waitress is like all right princesses what will you have and then like all three of them like yeah, all three of them talking over each other like, I'm a vampire, I'm a solo werewolf. <laughs> right? Yeah, and they consider themselves witches. They, they're probably triplets. They've formed this, like, little coven. And they've the their mother has recently died. They have their her ashes in a Tupperware. They want to bury it and, like, throw flowers in in less of a memorial and more of a ritual, more of a spell. Right. Uh, and I think grandpa tom hanks is talking to him like okay future witches and they're like we're witches now (laughs) (laughs) they are indeed indeed um yeah i like i i I also really liked the fake out of uh of of the the death scene when um why am I blanking on her name? Scarlett Johansson yeah. is like she's kind of doing the monologue about like one day they're going to f- find me in my bath t- t- tub with p- pills like scattered mm. on the floor, all that stuff. And then like halfway in the f- yeah. f- film, we get that shot and you're just like, did this ha- happen? And then you see her go do page 92. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then they're just doing lines, but it's mm. lines for the play of the movie that they are in, but also not, but also <laughs> like it's. Yeah, right. It's yeah. There's more like fascinating. It's, yeah. It's like um, an onion. It really is. This movie's an ogre. That's what I'll say. <laughs> an uh, ogre put that on, on the, the film. back of the box of the Criterion. <laughs> collection from the whatnots.com kyle springer um yeah i man i i i really really enjoy enjoyed this it's one i'm still thinking about i would like yeah. to watch it a second time because i feel like there will be stuff that i missed uh just stuff that i can can go in there and find little, little details yeah. of I like that this is a love letter to kind of that UFO alien sighting culture. There's a character in there who has no speaking lines that I can think of, but he's that like, maybe he's a CIA secret agent in the background of all of the (laughs) the scenes there. Yeah, Yeah, the suit he's in all of the like he's in a bunch of stuff uh, just in the background there. I loved that. Um it's fun to see all of these different actors that you know from a bunch of different stuff even if they don't really have much to do in the film just neat to be like man like it must be so fun to work on i mean it might not be he might be a really strict director who knows but like i feel like there is kind of a prestige to a Wes Anderson film that actors sure, yeah. want to be in yeah. one of his films, even if it's just a small thing, just to be able to say like, yeah, I was in a Wes Anderson. Sure. Um, it is yeah. fun to see uh, the, the cast evolve as his movies go on. It's fun to see the same players over and over again. It feels very much like a theater troupe. Uh, yep. And then you can see him pick up new people and then you see them coming back like, 
Jeffrey Wright was really good in the French Dispatch. And he's great in this. He came back and then he's adding new people. He's never worked with Tom Hanks before. <laughs> it's I, I, I like this thing rolling along and like picking up new people. And, and I, I think giving everybody, even if it's very small, like a very nice moment to shine. And, yeah. you know, there's really like no small parts in a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. You, uh, even I, I, I don't remember the actor's name. The guy who plays Flash in the newest Spider-Man. Tony Revolori. Yes. Um, he like he he only has a handful of lines, but the scenes where he has to like step up and extend <laughs> the microphone. Just <laughs> great. great. I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, lots of yeah. fun stuff in there. If you want to do a lot of talking and not very much moving or a lot of moving and not very much talking, a Wes Anderson film could do either for you as a performer. Yeah. Um. Uh, I want to note that Tilda Swinton plays a scientist named Dr. Hickenlooper, which is a very specific name. And that was the name of one of my college professors and, and my advisor. Oh, interesting. He was like head of the English department. And he was a playwright. And his son, George Hickenlooper Jr., was a documentarian. And for this being a movie that is about a play and about a sort of docu-dramatization of a play, uh, I really wonder if that character is named after my old college professor. Who knows? You never know, because sometimes college professors know all sorts of people or they might be like a working professor who's also like currently making stuff uh, in the industry so yeah who knows who knows that's fascinating um one more little shout out that i want to give i really enjoyed the the scene there's one scene in particular Mm. but the the like two instances when uh the teacher is trying to teach the kids about the planets and they just keep interrupting her with questions or stuff and then my favorite bit is when the one kid is like i wrote a song and then he just starts he starts singing the song as this band like comes in and it just starts this big old hoot nanny and they're all singing and dancing and then at the same time they were trying to set up this tv to have this like skype call between the kids and the parents who are like quarantined in some other military thing and the tv comes on as they're just having this song and dancing they're all just like (laughs) What is going on? <laughs> and that that scene, I freaking loved that one. That was great. I love it. I love the escalation from the little kids being like, I drew a picture of the alien. I wrote a poem about the alien. I wrote a song about the alien. Come on, boys. And there's like, among all the people who came to the town for this science event, there's some like, cowboy band who just got stuck there because like they don't have a car and like one of them's there some like only one of them seems to talk (laughs) right they're mostly like a silent like background of physical presence so they're just they're suddenly in on it they're all collaborating there is a whole like spaceman hoedown song i this was also like this is the moment i have to talk about before we leave tonight i need to bring up the spaceman hoedown (laughs) It was a banger. It it was great. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think now that we've been talking about the the film, I think what I would say to maybe even correct something I said earlier on when I said I wouldn't really describe this as a comedy. I think I would, but mm. the the comedy at least upon first viewing for me is very understated and then mm-hmm. now like looking back on it just be like they had that one scene when the kid is smoking the cigarette yeah. and the mom <laughs> comes up and it's like where did you get that and it's just, like there there is some really funny stuff the way the alien like creeps in and then p- poses oh. for the <laughs> picture so good like like it's just it's the whole thing is ridiculous or the the one kid who has the box on, on his head is like i can't see the three dots and then just like turn t- turn the b- b- box around he goes oh mm. there you go <laughs> now i yeah, see I, it just it's dumb right. stuff but it like it's really understated in the moment um yeah that, but yeah, that being said i back, still i'm just like this might be the most overtly comedic out of all of Wes Anderson films, even so. I'd, yeah. I'd have to watch the other ones in compare, but yeah, lots of laughs fan, in this one. Fantastic I, Mr. Fox, I, I would say, also is, is funny, also yeah. A, a, yeah, a comedy. I classify that as crime before anything else. <laughs> it's filed under caper. crime. It's next to The Departed if you go, if you go to a streaming <laughs> service. <laughs> Viewers also liked <laughs> The Departed. <laughs> <laughs> good, good lord. Um, yeah, I, I think that's all I kind of really have to mm-hmm. say on 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 this. There is a lot that I think you can yeah. dissect about this film. I, I know we're not g- 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 getting to every single aspect mm. uh, uh, of it, but um, yeah, it it was it, it it was a blast. I would watch it again. I Me am. Too. am not surprised that it's kind of hitting at a solid seven for a lot of people, but I think it was more up there for like an eight ish with me. I, I really enjoyed it. I I find his work impressive and this one more than others really has a lot to, to ponder. Like we could do the same podcast a year from now and have different findings. Completely different thing. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Uh, well, that's about it for our kind of reaction review, spoiler cast, whatever, uh, for Asteroid City. Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. There you go. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer. If you would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. You guys know the deal with all of that. If you're watching this on YouTube, we have plenty more videos right over that way. Maybe I'll put that Moonrise Kingdom one more Wes Anderson over that way. Um, But yeah, this has been number 123 of The Whatnots Reactor Core. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.